the Jay Dory Podcast. My name is Jay Dory. Uh, today we're actually going to be doing a special episode, as you may have noticed, uh, where you're going to actually hear a, uh, an interview that my cousin did honoring my, or our grandfather, our grandfather, that recently uh, passed away at the age of 91. After my cousin Adam did this interview with uh, my grandfather, on January 11th, 2017, was when the original interview took place. About two weeks ago, on uh, Sunday, December 16th, uh, I actually did an interview with both Adam and his brother Mike, talking about and dissecting the interview, what went on, and just all about his life, my grandfather's life. So what you're about to hear is an interview with myself, Adam Heideman, and Mike Heideman. And they're going to be talking about the legacy of my late grandfather. I am actually in the studio, in my studio, with uh, Ma- uh, Mike and Adam Heideman, who are here today, and they're going to talk about, or Adam did the interview with uh, my grandfather, who re- our grandfather that recently uh, passed away, and Mike actually edited it, and they're both here, and they're uh, going to talk about it, so yeah, we'll just get right to it. Um, first of all, thank you both for being here, it's very good to have you here in the studio. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, this is really fun. It's great to be here, Jay. Yeah, it's it's. I I'm very glad that we could uh, have it happen and everything. So, um, the interview itself, which I have right here, um, actually opened with a phone call. Yeah. Hello. 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 Oh yeah. I'm a. Oh yeah. Eleven forty-two. Yeah. I'm up. I got visitors right now, but I'm I'm up and I'll be eating at twelve noon. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay, I'll be here. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. And the interview continues on, but I really want to quickly, because there was not really much, in the beginning at least, context provided from the audio, who, uh, Adam, who was that called to, or, and who, who was he actually talking to on the phone? It was a um, caretaker for uh, Charlotte, uh, his girlfriend, and um, it was just make sure that he was up for his lunch, you know, very strict schedule over there, and um, he always didn't want to miss a lunch, so he always made sure that he was up and ready, and uh, yeah, so that's one of his favorite things to do, was going up to lunch, so speaking to other members that are at his table, and something that, I mean, who doesn't want to miss a good meal, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a good point, yeah, and uh, some, yeah, well, I assumed that it was someone like that, but I wanted to confirm that assumption there. Uh, but yeah. Well, so, when he, w- the the reason we put that call in the beginning is because Papa, as you know, was always right. well known, especially near the end of his life, uh, for picking up the phone, going hello, 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 hello. Right, right, right. And that right. was a big part of of what uh, a lot of the sisters remembered. So when we heard him say that, and in the phone call that Adam recorded, I was like, we gotta put that in the in the front. Adam, it was actually Adam's idea to put that in the front because he we knew that all the sisters and brothers who would be listening to that, and all the cousins 
would really enjoy that. So it was it was good that we got to hear a little piece of what Papa was known so well for. Yeah, no, that was that was good to hear. And uh, at his funeral, uh, they always you know remembered him for saying good enough, uh, hello, 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 and um, thank you for your visit as they were leaving and everything. So and one thing that he always said though was like, "This is Donald P. Doherty." Yeah, but, uh, Donald P. Doherty. No matter who he was talking to, it's like, I've known you my entire life. I've never not known you, Papa. And he goes, hey, Michael D., this is Donald P. Doherty. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, great. Yeah, great to see you, Papa. got to introduce yourself. Yeah, that was, that was good, and it was something certainly to be remembered for. So in the next part of the interview, um, Adam talks to Papa Don about um, the favorite restaurant. And I think this was kind of like the kind of opening thing that was – uh, nothing too deep or anything, but something that was kind of important to the flow of the interview. And uh, he talks about his favorite restaurant, and yeah, here it is. Oh, it's Village Square. Village Square is your yeah, favorite restaurant. Yeah, 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 that's Village Square. Yeah. Yeah, I got that right in my book in there. Oh, yeah? On well, something I get, they ask you your favorite restaurant, you know. To check your identity, you know? Mm-hmm. And I put Village Square. Yeah, that would be my favorite. That's what was your favorite thing to get at the Village Square? I always get shrimp. Uh, uh, they're fried shrimp oh. and baked potato and Thousand Island dressing on the salad. That's what I get there. And I believe, if I remember correctly, um, the act... Well, so, first of all... Uh, as I think I mentioned in the uh, prior uh, intro to this, that restaurant, or this whole thing took place in McHenry, correct? And it was at his, his at the time nursing home, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that was um, really cool to kind of see and everything. And uh, yeah, and, and it was that that restaurant was in McHenry as well, too, right? Yes. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a staple in McHenry. They like, Right in the middle of the town, kind of thing. It's always a great spot to go to. Every time I go back, I try to get something there. But shrimp, I mean, in the Midwest, it's always kind of a right. Just he loved that. He and he always used to go to that place since we were little kids. And I can't believe that he didn't say that he didn't enjoy the popcorn bowls the most. Because yeah, that's what I kind of always think about when when I think about Papa in the Village Square. Is they had these wooden popcorn bowls uh-huh. that they would bring out, and he would just go to town on these on this popcorn. And we'd go through. Four or five bowls yeah, a, a yeah. night when we'd be out there. Do you remember that, Jay? Uh, I don't I recall exactly, but I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, I yeah, I, I'm sure it was very fun. He was <laughs> just shaking his hands, just pop them. Yeah, he had know. a great way of shaking his Yeah, I think I've too. seen videos of it. I, I think I have seen stuff from there. But yeah, it's certain. Those are certainly good memories to have and everything. So yeah, and if if you brought him a tin of popcorn, the the caramel yeah. corn, the Chicago mix, right. he, that thing would be gone in like two days. I yeah, I know. I remember um, he would when we were over actually at both of your parents' house, my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, they he he would eat skinny pop, right? <laughs> and he would just yeah. love this. He, they put it into a big bowl mm-hmm. from the. Um, bags and he would just really like to eat the skinny pop so mm-hmm. it was it was very good um so as this interview was with adam he, they talked about adam's job or at the time career change as i mentioned before uh i hope this is okay that you know, you're a chicago police officer wait uh, you gotta tell me if you're you're a cop <laughs> oh okay that's right uh so yeah um i mentioned that before but uh this was at the time when you were about to start the police academy right yes it was and yeah. Yeah. It was just something that I always wanted to, I mean, every time I had an achievement, I kind of told Grandpa, and that was one of my big things. He always kind of 
told me like it's a privilege to work. That was one of his favorite lines. So I kind of always made sure that I kept him posted with what I was doing in my life, my career. So yeah, definitely. Uh, it was that was that was, he actually goes on and talks about it and how he said you know just to continue to be grateful in this next part. That's that. That's that. Well, that was a good job. Yeah. One of the best jobs you'll ever have in your life. I bro. know. Eight yeah. years. Yeah. Is that where you were there? Eight years? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Since yeah. I left college in 2010 uh-huh. till 2018. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe I, that was my first job I got yeah. after, after college. It yeah, was the college yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun job and uh, whatever. I'm happy. My mom's going to Cabo yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So yeah. she'll be missed. Yeah, she'll be missed. I'll miss her. I know that, because she takes me to those uh, uh, doctor's appointments and stuff like that, and uh, and so. But uh, yeah, Mike really. Yeah, so that was kind of the end of that that part right there. But he obviously really appreciated family, and I know that was kind of like a very little brief part of what he appreciates but um can you talk both of you maybe a little bit about that how because you're obviously older than me and seeing like how how great and how appreciative he was of his family yeah i feel like um he was always just kind of always want to be posted with what's going on in your life you know right. he was kind of put you know you always want to talk about you and kind of he would give you feedback and just advice on how to he would go pro, like approaching things like, hey, you know, make sure you get a reference or get like a recommendation letter from somebody. Just make sure that you leave on a good notion before you they do something else in your life. And uh, he was always kind of a, I mean, public servant himself. So I, he was my inspiration to become a Chicago cop. So yeah, I feel like oh yeah, wow. it was definitely a good way to lead him up and um, always tell him about what's going on in the city. And uh, you know. I mean, he's done a lot. He's got a street named after him, so yeah. hopefully when I'm 20, 40 years in, I can have the same thing done with me. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, he was big public servant, uh, service, or public servant. Uh, that was a big part of his life. Uh, he's actually, I believe, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but he was um, uh, a mayor of, of McHenry uh, for uh, uh, 12 years, and he talks about that later on in the interview. But, Mike, do you want... I know Adam talked about a little about family. Do you want to add on to what Adam said? Yeah, Papa, he's just the best. I mean, he's one of the greatest people in in the entire world. And when I was growing up and I was your age, Jay, uh, seeing Grandma and Grandpa were... That was, like, the highlight of the day, and you'd always want to keep them updated with what you were doing. And they, and they always seemed to care because they always or focused on what you wanted to do, and they always gave you your moment when you were talking to them. So when you'd go in, you'd, you'd keep Papa updated with what you had going on. And that was kind of where the conversation would go to, because when you would ask him about what he was up to, he's like, oh, I'm doing bingo, and I'm doing yeah, this, yeah. and doing that. But he's like, I want to learn. He always wanted to learn more about the person he was sitting with, which is really, really, really cool and rare to find in people, to actually be very invested in what he was going on and. And like Adam wanted to become a police officer, and I think he was talking about being a, working at the Chicago Cubs with Papa at the time too. Um, that was a dream that we had, and we used to watch Cubs games with Papa. And I know for a fact that I listened to WGN, the place that I work at now at the radio station, with Papa in his car for years when I was growing up. And I was thinking when we'd be sitting around listening to Kathy or G- Kathy and Judy or or anybody at on WGN, I was thinking this is so boring why is papa playing this but then later on in life 
it became all I wanted to do. So Papa, his idea of family was just on so many different levels that you didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. And he mentions my mom too, who loved him very much. And she worked with him for years when he was like nearing the end of his life and, and how thankful he was for her right. and her and her support that she gave him. And, yeah. you know, it just shows through that he, he could see, even though he might not have told us all the time, he could see what we were doing and he could see, you know, the love that he was being shown. And he tried to show it back as much as he could. But being a patriarch of a family of yeah. know, 10 kids right. and what, 2,000 cousins, is it, Jay? <laughs> I don't know, something uh, like that, maybe 3,000. <laughs> yeah. It's probably hard to keep up with everybody, but, you know, when you ever were in a, whenever you were in a room with Papa, you always felt like the most important person, and that's what, you know, yeah. I wish that I could learn more from Papa about. Yeah, it's certainly a great quality and uh, something that's really interesting. Let's uh, keep listening to this interview. Yeah. You've, but you've been to Europe. You went to Ireland. Yeah. Well, if he, he goes with those tours, doesn't he? Well, he went this one, bare bones and by himself. Is that right? By himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, 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 my, myself, I like people to be with me. Yeah. But there are some people who don't want that either. Yeah, that's the way Mike yeah. kind of went at it. He's just yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to go by myself. And yeah, yeah. He was trying to talk me into it so much, though, and I said... Yeah. I can't no. But you didn't want to go. No. I couldn't take off work at the time because I didn't know oh, what was going yeah, well, with the that, yeah. police stuff. That would be no good. But you got this uh, police job now. Now you're in the academy now. Yeah. Well, I filled all my paperwork out yesterday. Yeah. And then as soon as I got done doing that, I came back to McHenry. Yeah. Because I was like, on. And now you start Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday on the, on the going. Yeah, because Monday you go, to, you go to that thing every six months, for six months. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, at this point in the interview, uh, there was a... So, like, he talked about travel. And by the way, sorry, I didn't provide any context, or maybe it got cut off. Um, he was talking about Mike, who's sitting here right now, uh, <laughs> uh, traveling to Amsterdam and things like that. Um. But he certainly loved travel, and I think he goes on and talks about all the places he's been in the world and how mm-hmm. that's transferred on to, like, his interests and things like that with, like, the Sound of Music in Austria and France and all in Europe and all the places that he's been over his lifetime. Uh, and then even he goes on to talk about his, um, like, just the American dream where... Yeah, but we'll get to that in, like, a second and everything, but... Um, Again, that's kind of taking another interest um, in what you were doing, uh, and that was, I kind of felt like that was the part, the part where you kind of confirmed that um, and everything, and that was some, like, just a good conversation to have uh, right there. So, yeah, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about that conversation? Or, uh, well, I feel like traveling is always a big thing. It kind of keeps people together and kind of just see memories that they make on vacations and stuff something that I always like to do I think everyone likes to go on a little vacation once in a while and um I felt like it was a good idea just to ask him about like what's some of his favorite vacation spots because he was quite the historian himself so so he really likes some music so he said one of his favorite trips was going to Austria and seeing yeah. like the he actually stayed in the like a place where the movie was filmed. yeah the the set or something he took a tour I think he mentioned and we'll, it, it's in the interview so we'll get we'll, it'll play in a second but yeah all right yeah but yeah just he done a lot with my grandma and um it's just mainly them too and I feel like when you're having kids ten kids you can't travel with the whole family when you're growing up so like later on in his life he's like all right now I got time for myself and go on some vacation yeah which is good 
Yeah, he even talks about that. Mike, you want to say anything? Or? Yeah, it's great to see Papa like learn about where he'd been in his life because he, he, he's done so much, so much. And now that I'm thinking back about his favorite movie, The Sound of Music, it makes sense that he had such a connection to the Van Tropp uh, family singers <laughs> yeah. because that was a huge family uh, that was led by a mom and a dad and but just everybody sang. And he had a huge family. And so I can see why that would be one of his favorite movies. Um, yeah, he just Papa's been so many different places, and he lived such a whole, uh, such a full life. But yeah, when it came down to it, his favorite place to be was McHenry, which is, yeah. you know, where he lived most of his life. Yeah, it, it, that was a good question, Adam. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, it was a really good question. He even he goes on and talks about it where he traveled and his other favorite movie, uh, which it will obviously get to. And I guess we'll just go there right now. Let's take a listen. So you ran as an independent, you won by 17 votes, and um, then it was a four-term, four-year term, and then I was elected the next time, yeah. I had no opposition. Oh. And the next time I had no opposition. Oh. But then the next time I did, Stanley ran against me. And then he... And he beat me. Yeah. And he, but the reason he beat me, there's an issue there. The Lakeland Park did not have sewers. Mm-hmm. During my term, we annexed Lakeland Park to the area. That was oh, it not within the city. Yeah. All the, but we annexed Lakeland Park and took it over and took care of their streets and stuff like that. Then along came sewer and water. Now, we, my group, we charged in in uh, Whispering Oaks. That came in when I was mayor. And um, we charged everybody $250 to hook up to the sewer and water system. And when uh, it came for for Lakeland Park, Stanick said that those people out there, they didn't, they, they didn't have that kind of money. And so that we should do uh, them $50 a, uh, for a hookup fee. And the rest of the city would pay the whole thing. Well, of course, what that did, that was like $200 a vote for those people out in Lakeland Park. And I think I got like uh, 52 or 5 or something votes. He got 400 and some. It's the one town. Yeah, and and one area, one precinct, one ward, yeah. And and, and then I was beaten, so that's it. But it turned out good for me because then I went to the county board. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a better job to begin with. More money and more... More relaxing. More, more everything, yeah. yeah. It was just a better thing, and so... But gosh, that's pretty interesting, though, how... Yeah. And you were how old when you got elected, and how old when 30, you got... I was 33 when I was elected mayor of the city of McHenry. 30. And I had that job for 12 years. Man, 33. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is unbelievably young. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I was the youngest mayor ever elected, I'm sure. I, I know that, yeah. Now, I don't know how old Stanick was, but he would be older than that. I don't know. But but I, I was I was young and I could work like, you know, we both both and I were workers, so we're all getting around that. And those ten kids, we she worked for them and we were busy, busy, busy all the time. Yeah. Ten kids, that's unbelievable in the yeah, feet itself. Yeah. With eight girls. Eight girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is unbelievable. 
Did you ever plan on it? You're like, well, I have eight girls, two boys. Did you ever say, I might as well try to keep on getting more boys or no? Because Joe, I mean, Jay was number two, right? Yeah, Jay was number two child. Colleen was the first born. Jay was number two uh, born. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, and then we just went from there. And then my mom, it was it? Third, yeah, yeah. So and then was the third. And then when was Joe? Well, he would, I think Joe was the second, he would be number nine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. And then uh, Carmel was on the yeah. yeah. Did you want St. Louis? Aren't she down in Texas now? Yeah. Did you want more boys or more go- girls? No, or? we didn't care. Yeah, we didn't care. as long as they were healthy. That was a big thing. I know, gosh, no, they're all still living healthy lives. Which oh is... yeah, yeah. No, no, they don't live too bad. Joe was over in Hawaii for the yeah. holidays. And then Jay was in Florida for the mm-hmm. holidays. He has, he goes to a place down there, Boulder Ridge, I think. Uh, yeah. I think it's called Breakers. Breakers, yeah. yeah. He, that's where he goes. Cause I was... They have people down there that stay with the kids and stuff like that. So they can go out for dinner and stuff. I, he, it, it's, it's a nice place. I had lunch there when I was there. But oh, nice. When, well, Rose and I went to Florida two or three times in our... And we went to, used to go to California because Celeste lived out in California. Mm-hmm. And they're in bad shape out there now, Santa Barbara. Yeah. They're having flooding and stuff like that. And that salvang they mentioned on, Celeste was here this morning, she said, they closed that road between Santa Barbara and Salvang, which Salvang is a Danish yeah. town. Yeah, it's always sunny there. Yeah, and that road that goes up there, which we went up there for lunch every time, I don't know, the 65 or 75, I don't know. We used to go there every time I went out to... Yeah, I remember going there too. That's yeah. a great spot. What would you like more, Florida or California? Oh, I like California better. Florida is a damp-like thing. I, but, um, I don't know, I, I like California. When they used to go out with fishing boats, and, and I used to go out and watch. They'd come in about 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, and I'd go out and watch them empty those fishing boats, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, then they'd sell the fish right there to retail people, I suppose. I don't know what the, they were, but I, 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 I enjoyed that. and uh, But... I get it. when you say that. Do I enjoy California more? Than, I, I just like the weather and the. Do you think that was the best did. travel destination in the United States, or what do you think was the best travel destination you ever had? Oh. In the United. Well, uh, we went to Salzburg, Austria. That was one of the nicest towns I was ever in. Now you see, my sister used to live in Munich, Germany, hmm. and we used that her home. As a um, as a um, place to like pit a, stop a and then place to uh, uh, a base kind of, and then we took tours over to into Switzerland and so on and so forth. And one of the nicest places that I ever went in the world, one of the nicest towns, is Salzburg, Austria. 
And that's where Sound of Music mm. was filmed in Salisbury, the movie, you know, Sound mm -hmm. of Music. I think I watched that about 25 times in my life. But that is, uh, that, was a, that was a really nice trip. The only thing about that trip, we wanted to go there and we wanted to do a lot of things. And we made a 15 day trip. That was too long. We never did that again. We were about seven days is what we uh, had as trips. That was, a, it gets too long and, and you know, tiring. Yeah. You know, you get, uh, tra traveling is tiring. Yeah. And, uh, but we never did, well, we never did that again. We never took a 15 day trip again. But I can see the reason we did, we were over in Europe and we had to go to these places. If we were going to go there, we had to go. You know? Now, yeah. Like Rome, for example, we wanted to see the Pope. Well, we stayed to see the Pope. And then we joined the tour we were on. We were from, went from Rome to Pisa, Italy, and on a train, I remember. Now, over there, they have those high-speed trains. They go, you know, there's straight tracks and they, they, I, I don't know, they go 100 miles an hour or something like that. But, and then they're in a compartment, you're in a compartment and stuff like that. That's pretty and, interesting. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's just different living type of thing. But you said, go back to Sound of Music. Was Sound of Music your favorite movie, you think? Sound of Music was filmed in Salzburg, Austria. Yeah. What was that your and, favorite? And, we, and they, we took a tour where that was done. Where oh, the, the, if you ever saw, see that, I don't know if you yeah. want to sound the music or not. Oh, yeah, the, the big gardens. They, and they, they have that big uh, uh, home, you know, and, and the gazebo where these things are uh, going, going on 16, something yeah, like that. Going on That's 17. All that. we, we all saw that. We saw that where that was done. Was that your favorite movie, you think, though? I would say that one of my one of my favorites. The other favorite is Holiday Inn, hmm. which is a real good. And that's Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. Oh, so it's like a comedy. Uh, it's a musical comedy, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Holiday Inn. Yeah. Never heard another, of those are the two, my two favorite movies, Holiday Inn and uh, Sound of Music, yeah. Some good stuff and, right there. Some yeah. good movies. And we went to... The, the uh, Von Trapp family oh, yeah. from uh, Holiday Inn, or from Sound of Music, rather. They moved, came to this country, and they got a lodge in Stowe, Vermont. Hmm. And they had a, a lodge up there that they had a lot of memorabilia from, um, the, from the years that they had that on. And Rose and I tried to get a, a reservation to stay there. And I called like six months in advance. No reservation, they just, you have to call a year or so in advance to get a reservation. But we did go there for lunch. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so, at any rate, but, but I like to go, my uh, traveling, we did a lot of traveling, which I was really glad of, because Rosie died of the Man, I, we, we, I had no regrets, because we, we both liked to travel. And um, uh, so, we, I like to drive, fly someplace. 
mm-hmm. like Denver or Los Angeles or New York, and then rent a car and then go from there. Yeah. And that's what we did. You know, we were invited to the Kennedys one time, the Kennedy compound out there mm-hmm. in Hyannisport, uh, in Massachusetts, that was. And that's what I did there, I know. I flew in, I don't know where we flew into, but then we rented a car and drove out to Hyannisport. That was. Um, that sounds like a fun Bobby trip. Bobby Kennedy, his wife, he was killed, you know. Yeah. And his wife was, she's the one that asked us to come. But it was through Jay. Jay worked for the Kennedys, you know, for a long time. Yeah. And uh, and knows them real well. And so that's how we happened to be there. So, but it was fun. We went out on the, they took us out on a sailboat and all that kind of stuff. That's really and, cool. Uh, they had a, I remember they had a lunch and there was a maid there, the black maid, and she packed a big basket of lunch and we ate out on the water out there. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was. They were. They were really nice people. That sounds very good, nice. So the interview goes on, and uh, that was that was actually the longest segment in the uh, actual interview there. But uh, I wanted to just stop it. He talked about a lot of stuff in that. Um, he talked about how he was the youngest mayor of McHenry when he was elected at 33 years old. He also talked about um, he, he served for 12 years. He won by 17 votes in the beginning, and then he talked about how he had 10 kids. Or being the mayor and having 10, ki- 10 kids is a pretty uh, big, big uh, job. Uh, uh, and obviously, I'm sure because you guys grew up out there, you saw kind of even when your parents and um, his children were obviously uh, older, it was still probably hard to manage and, and things like that. Did you guys witness any of that, um, like known or unknown to your parents? Or him? You know, when he was not mayor, after like the time he lost the election, right. he was still considered the mayor throughout his whole, yeah, time, yeah. whole life. Good. It seemed like everyone knew him, everyone would like to come up to him and talk to him. And um, it just seemed like he, it was very privileged to go to lunch with him because, I mean, he knew everyone. And sometimes, like, people would come up to him and be like, hey, um, just remind me your name again because he knew so many people he didn't yeah. know sometimes the other people that was reciprocating the conversations with with him. But, um, you know, that what just comes with people just knowing the great Don Doherty, you know, how he just is just a staple in the country and everyone loved to talk to him about stuff around the neighborhood. And, I mean, he just was always willing to just say a good thing and then just kind of just have a good conversation with somebody, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he, great man, great life. Being the mayor was was just a highlight. He was known as the mayor throughout uh, our lives. I remember going to the Green Street Cafe with Papa, and people would be like, "Hey, Mr. Mayor! Hey, Mr. Mayor!" And then we, when we were growing up, he was the he worked for the county board. I remember that. That's when we would go and see him at the meetings and everything. And after he left, he left such a good impression at the county board. We would go back every once in a while, and I remember when he got the street named after him, a Green Street in mm-hmm. McHenry. The it was. It was the most unanimous, uh, unanimous decision that there ever was. Mm-hmm. They, everyone just was just like, yes, of course. He's his whole life of service. There's no question that he should be getting the street. And an editing note, like when I was when we were looking at the interview, because it was actually like 
about an hour-long interview that Adam had done with Papa. Wow. And we edited it down, and we kept that part so long because there was so much great stuff in it that yeah. we couldn't really, we couldn't really splice stop. it. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. it kind of, like, I, all the ideas, and especially in that one, flowed so, like, very nicely. And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to interrupt it with editing. Mm-hmm. So it went very well. And the next part, it was actually cool. You mentioned, like, the service and everything. He... It seemed like he had the same un, like unanimous kind of approach um, from when he served in the army. He said they didn't want him to leave when he was serving in the army because he had such a great job, but he wanted to move on and kind of pursue new things. Um, he mentioned that he worked for a school. Uh, he taught for a couple years in this next part, and then uh, he went to pharmacy school. Uh, and at that time, uh, apparently, he did not need a degree to actually be in the pharmacy business. And it was it was really cool how he kind of talked about how. Mm-hmm. And then also how the world has kind of progressed and how he was still able to make a suit, like with a good education and everything, make a great business and live the American dream. Well, just one chapter. Uh, yeah. Mike, he said he had really bad claustrophobia in that house. He said it was really tight and he oh. couldn't, it was tough for him to... Get out. Man. Get he out. He, was he said he kind of freaked out and he ran. Everyone was going up the stairs really slow slow and then he was like i can't take it so he went down the stairs yeah so in the beginning of this party you talk you mentioned something about a house and it was kind of there was like a little bit of a weird flow Mm -hmm. what was that house about that was mainly when mike when he was on um, vacation in amsterdam he was at the Anne frank house he wanted a book but about (laughs) the Anne frank house and uh yeah we um we talked about that because you know just yeah papa had wanted the book of Anne frank's life because oh, it right. was it was at the place that she and her family had hidden from the nazis uh it's oh. a big tourist ex- attraction out in amsterdam and papa had wanted this one book so i remember i went back twice to go and get the book oh wow sure we got it did you and you got it yeah that's good yeah yeah because he taught yeah that's the book okay that makes a lot more sense that's really that's really cool he's a wealth of history you know he just always kept on learning about other stuff and just kind of reading more into stuff he was like a professional he wanted to be so I mean have so much information on just like everything he grasped it so well so that's one thing he requested when like went on this vacation yeah that's mm-hmm. that's really really cool um all right let's keep listening he talks about his military service in the military and some other stuff so uh, let's keep listening back the next day to do it again yeah well anyway there, there are pictures in here of that uh take them just take i read probably the introduction and stuff but here there are a lot of pictures in there just take a look at it I, i've been wanting that book for a couple years now and then he said he was going over to amsterdam and and uh I, I'm not sure whether they lived in Amsterdam or not. I'm not that far in the book. Yeah. The whole time. Such a crazy time. Oh, man, that was a terrible, terrible time for some for some people. And you were in what war again? I was in World War I was not in any war. I was after World War II. World War II ended in 1945. And I graduated from high school in 1945, and I joined the Army then, as soon as I got out of high school. Because then you could join the Army for a year and a half. Regular Army. For a year and a half? Yeah. It's not bad. And, 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 uh, because they, or be drafted. Mm -hmm. Well, if you were drafted, you didn't know you wanted to be drafted, but of course I knew I wanted to go to the pharmacy school. 
and and uh, and not only that, I wanted to get married too. So that entered into the whole picture. And so they wanted me, oh God, how they begged me to stay in the army because I had a good job. And uh, and I had a good lieutenant who was company commander and a, and a, and a good master sergeant who was my immediate boss. And, and we all had good, really good jobs in the army. And, um, and so, but I said, no, I had to get out. I, because that's no good life in the army. You know, they transfer you to Germany and all over the world and stuff like that. And so, um, at any rate, I, I got out. And, uh, and then I went to college. That took four years. And uh, I went to the army, that took two, four to college. Then I got married when I got out of college. And I taught school for two years. And then I... Uh, you taught where, though? In Glen Ellen, Illinois. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's over... It's in the western part of... It's that really now upgrades... Yeah, uh, now it's really nice. Yeah. It's... Um, it is. And I, I, that was a good job I had. As a matter of fact, I had a real decision to make there, whether I was going to continue on that pharmacy thing or whether I was going to continue teaching. But... Teachers in those years didn't make that kind of money that they do now. Yeah. And and um, and I wasn't that enamored with going back to school and getting a master's degree and stuff like that, which I probably would have. I would have had to do that. I know um, to go into uh, administration of schools and stuff. So anyway, I just I took the pharmacy route. I would I I I, I worked in the, taught school in the daytime. And then I went to school in Chicago two nights a week to pharmacy school. And what school and, was it? Well, it was uh, Heinz School of Pharmacy. But see, in those years, Adam, you didn't need to get a four-year degree or five-year or whatever it is. All you needed to do was to pass a state board of pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, but, you had, but you went to school for that. And I went to night school for two years for that, and then I passed. Then I took the state board and passed, and then I was a pharmacist. So. Well, I love you, Grandpa, and I'll talk to you okay. soon, all right? Yeah, you have. That's good. I'll keep it's you posted still. with the police academy and everything. Yeah, do that, please. Give me a call. I, I'm very interested. Okay, you're going to go now, right? Yep, I'm going to head it off. Okay, thanks a lot for coming down. Anytime. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, Grandpa. Love you. The J. Doherty Podcast, episode number one, recorded.